Hey there, welcome to Narrative Society. My name is Josh Bull and I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast with you. We live in a world full of stories, but our life is telling a story. And so that's what this podcast is all about, finding the power in our stories. And so in this first season, I want to share with you a little bit of my story, specifically around death, grief, and loss. So make sure you subscribe and get ready for the Narrative Society podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello, little people of the world. Taylor is in a strange mood. My voice sounds like I'm... Just ate a horse or something. Ate a horse? I don't know. <laughs> is that what we had for dinner? <laughs> and is that what it does to you? Uh, that or the pollen, but... Or COVID. Or COVID. <laughs> Could have COVID. Don't think I have COVID to go on the record. You should probably take a test. I'm, I, yeah, I guess I could, <laughs> but I, I just talk to a lot of people and use my voice a lot. So yeah, the pollen got me. The pollen. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> We had the pollen uh, in uh, the good old Andersons popping off yeah. and I was all a bit congested yesterday. Was at church, mm-hmm. talked to a lot of people, shaking hands, kissing babies. Mm, hopefully not with Kobe. Not with Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> and now I woke up this morning and I lost my voice. Yeah, I think it really is just allergies, but... You never know <laughs> while we're living. What are we doing? Well, we, tonight Josh said to me, I was cooking dinner and he said, what are your plans for tonight? And I looked at him like, what do you mean? Like eating dinner with you and Eli and then probably going to bed. Going out on the town. Yeah. Well, actually I've got this world trip that I forgot to tell you about. Anyway, he said, why don't we just, um, film a little bonus episode of the podcast and I said yeah why not life's kind short of, kind of like an intentional date night just with a microphone a date night wow yes well on dates date nights are supposed to have intentional conversation and then I thought yeah but not with the rest not, of the world yeah why not have an intentional conversation with everyone listening if yeah. you guys could see us right now we look ridiculous so we're in our little guest room Taylor's in her pajamas looking beautiful and pregnant and I'm got my hair all over the place hair all over the place like I have so much hair I was gonna say when did you get long hair <laughs> just my hair's funny and curly well you hopped out of the shower that's it I'm, I'm a clean man <laughs> you are thank god and we're just chilling I got a cup of tea I've got a cup of tea that's great I'm now at the stage where I can rest the tea on my belly like I've, I've, I've got been a... able to do that for a few years <laughs> <laughs> I've got a built-in little table it's nice how's the pregnancy it's good. It's amazing. It's um, a miracle. <laughs> Feeling sore, but it's a miracle. That's a very uh, polite answer. Well, it's good. Overall. It is a, it is a miracle. Yeah. But that's a bit of a random answer. That's not a normal human thing to say. <laughs> well, it's a miracle. Excuse me while I try to look on the bright side of life. That's one of the first topics I want to bring up is uh, Taylor is an optimist to the day she dies. Like she always... Also, if, you, if you're just listening, you have no idea what we're doing. We decided to sit down have a chat. And the game was that we made was we were going to go away and write questions for each other. And we're going to bounce back and forth. And then we uh, threw a little Q&A on Instagram. We got some questions as well. So 
But we're just going to chat. And yeah. So, so if you're driving, listening. And if you hate it, just who cares? Listen to the actual episodes. Amen. This is a throwaway episode. This is, this is just Josh and Taylor having a chat date yeah. night with a microphone. Yeah. So don't judge us based off this episode. And we've well, wasted so much time. Well, this is what the people want. Do they? I don't know, but we're doing it. Hmm. Just having a chin wag. Mm. Do you think Americans know what a chin wag is? They do now. It's when your chin wags like a dog, like a little puppy dog goes ha 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 ha, and your chin goes up and down. That's definitely not it. But yeah, it is. Is that really what it means? I think so. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Chin wag is just a chat. Uh, but I was going to say, you are an optimist to the day you die. I am. What does that make you? Uh, negative to the day I die. <laughs> Taylor will believe everything's great, even when it's not. Her leg could be falling off and she could say, this is a bright side. I get these crutches. I've always wanted to use crutches. Never had the opportunity. Thank God I get to use crutches now. Exactly. Are you ready to play this game? I'm ready. So are we going to do one question each? Yeah, let's do one question each. Keep it spicy. Right. I feel like we got to get moving, though. Babe, this is just chat. Just chill. People have already tuned out, The podcast though. could go for three hours and people no, will be no. this thing. <laughs> You'll be asleep, but we'll be still chatting. Anyway, all right, here we go. First question. Are you going on me? You go. All right. What's a funny story that comes to mind from when we were dating? Oh. Also, we did not prep each other with these questions. Yeah, so this is off the fly. So we're really, really got to think. Also, you're going to have to move your foot from my knee. Taylor okay. thinks she's just <laughs> reclining in her own house, like it's her own house. It is my own house. A funny story from when we were dating. Um, well, okay, so I remember, I think this is pre-dating, and I look back on it and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I was so rude. But I remember one time you were so kind and romantic. Sorry. Taylor's already yawning from this conversation. I was clearly so romantic that she yawns at the thought of this memory. It was a really, this is a really riveting podcast. (laughs) So basically, I remember one time you texted me and you said, you should go look in your letterbox. And I was like, oh, interesting, but, you know, whatever. You were a bit, like, you know, a bit intense. You were really trying to pursue me, and I just wasn't sure. I wasn't know. I didn't know if I was feeling the same vibes that you were, so. I'm pretty sure we were dating. I don't think we were. No creepy person yes. does what you're about to tell Josh I do Bull when, does. Don't date, when we're not dating. Yes, you were trying to win my heart. Well, so you got to figure out your legs. You're making a lot of noise. If you can hear the movement... What? I'm just trying to get comfortable. Anyway, so I remember going out maybe like 45 minutes later and I had no idea that you were in the car watching. You didn't tell what I did. I was about to. I had no idea you were just parked up the street watching. So I went to the letterbox. We were probably like 16 or 17 and I, you had put my favorite chocolate in the letterbox. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that is so delicious. Not like, wow, like, that is so romantic. I just was stoked there was chocolate. And really, like, I wasn't sure if I, you know, felt crazy about you yet. That was later to come. To be determined. But I remember going into my bedroom, probably calling my friend Lani, us chatting, me eating the chocolate. And I was so rude. I didn't even acknowledge, like, you or, like, say thank you. And I just thought, oh, he must, he doesn't know I've got it. But I didn't know that you had watched me get it. Yes. And, you, 
and I just was so rude. And then you were like, uh, did you get it? And I was like, I think I lied. And I was like, yeah, I just went outside. It's like an hour later. You're like, oh, I think I saw you like an hour ago get it. I do anyway. remember that. On the, on the flip side, I remember sitting in the car. I was so excited. I'm pretty sure we were dating, but like super fresh. So I was trying to no. lock the deal down and be romantic. So I got this chocolate. You forgot to mention that I wrote a romantic card and slipped it inside the chocolate. Oh, I like do casing. remember that. And you put were it in great. The you box. were great. I'm sitting, sitting on the in the car with a friend waiting, and you just <laughs> leave me hanging on, hanging on, hanging, and I'm like trying to make excuses, like ah, oh, she must be in the shower or whatever. <laughs> sure enough, Taylor never comes. Finally appears, doesn't even say thank you. Well, I did at the end, and this is me publicly saying thank uh, well, you. Oh, thank you, thank you, babe. You are so so romantic, and, and I, I probably am could so do thankful. that again now, right? You made me ice cream tonight. Yeah, where we are. Saucy and romantic. You made me ice cream. Yeah. That's great. It's very hard. Yeah. You you enjoying your scratch here? I can hear. The the reason why I think Taylor's making a lot of noise because she doesn't have a pair of headphones on and I can hear everything. Oh, sorry. So I think you need to apologize to the people. Sorry, I had a little itch on my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got a question for you. Ready. What do people misunderstand the most about you? Oh, misunderstand. Or what's like one thing that you you feel misunderstood about? That I'm a mean person. <laughs> You're a mean person. Well, I'm a, I'm very competitive. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty driven and pretty pretty strong. And I think sometimes people, uh, I've I've heard that I'm a little bit intimidating to some people. Yeah. And so I just want, and I've got an ambassador, Morgan Bunton. She <laughs> works on my team. She just tells everyone, Josh is just a bit nicer than he looks. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm very serious and I, I am very driven, but I've, I've got a little bit of a fun side sometimes. You've got a great fun side. I don't think it's about being fun. I think it's about, um, I don't think people are scared of you. I don't think they're scared they're of me. Scared. But you don't walk in a room and people run away. No, I mean, I guess like, just maybe that you're people... you're the you when, when people walk in the room like oh Taylor <laughs> like Taylor's just ready to party and I'm just uh, I'm ready to party sometimes. Yeah, you got a seven wing on the enneagram. Just we just got flaps. We just gotta... but I'm very strong eight, so I I'm yeah. very I gotta gotta let the, let the wings out sometimes. Yeah, but you let that wing out and it flaps. So I think I think I would say misunderstood by. Yeah, yeah. I, I let, let the seven wing out sometimes, you know. Yeah. Not all business. No, you're not all party either. I'm just somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Great. that's true? Well, it's hard because I've known you forever, so yeah. I probably know you better. What do you than... think people misunderstand me for? Mm, yeah, probably that. <laughs> <laughs> so a PR campaign can begin. Josh is a nice guy. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, sure. Short. Sure. All right, moving on. Next question. Uh, what has... Oh, this, oh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. What's something that I believe to be true about my... True that is just not true? Ooh. <laughs> 
said something. This is so random, but this is the first thing that came into my mind. You said the other day that, oh, yeah, I just, like, hate putting my laundry away. <laughs> and I was, I, like, I was like, when have you put your laundry away? My whole life. No. I was like, give me the last time you put your shirts away or put your socks away. Like, it just was mind-blowing to me that we were in this conversation with friends and you were complaining about putting laundry away and you couldn't tell me tell me when you did it, but you were convinced it's like a daily job of yours. I do it often. Like, you spend hours mm. folding laundry. Our, our whole marriage, you've always, you and me, team effort, throwing the, throwing the dirty clothes in the laundry, done the laundry, Thrown it on the bed, and then it's every man for himself to put their clothes away. <laughs> See, it's like, what world do you live in? Well, the all how we do it is all my t-shirts get hung up and and dry, so I go in and get my t-shirts from there, and my like socks and all the rest, my t my shorts. No, you're I, dreaming. I put it away. You're dreaming, but I'll let you believe that. That's what I believe. What do you What do you think? I you think is true? That's not true. I just told you. No, so I was, I was flipping the question. <laughs> what do I, if I were to say it about yeah, you? About me. There's a lot of things. <laughs> no, I just I, I think what we we're talking about earlier is what I'd think. Kind of what it, like you're just such an optimist on everything in life that it's. But sort I know of, I'm an optimist. No, but you just think everything's true. Like sometimes, That's not true. sometimes That's like if, making... I, if you were to say. Oh, the house is on fire and you don't recognise the truth that it's on fire and then you'll be like, no, no, it's just a little bit warm. No, that's called gullible or <laughs> being an idiot. Well, that's a harsh example. That is completely different to being an optimist. I can be very real very quick. Well. I just choose to look at life with a positive eye. You're a good person, babe. Well, I try, you know. All right, your question. Okay, um... Okay, what was the biggest surprise about living with a girl? Oof, that is... Well, you'd lived with girls, but living with me. My sister's... Yeah, and your mom. To put a disclaimer out there. Um, Remember that house with all those girls? All the ladies. (laughs) Uh, What did you call it? The lady house? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, This is a quick, easy, I know it. Was absolutely shocked and it still horrifies me to this day... This magical animal that appears in the shower from all your hair that gets bundled up into a ball and slapped on the wall. I absolutely (laughs) hate it. Then it just never... It leaves. No, it doesn't. It does. It's horrible. I hate it. All right, whatever. Give me another one. Well, that's a big one. I was not expecting You just don't that. like hair. Long hair everywhere. No, nah, it's, just, it's just not hygienic. You shouldn't be leaving your hair in the <laughs> I don't. shower. You do. I'd get rid of it okay. straight away. That's what you believe to be true. That is I'd not get true. i rid of it straight I'd find away. one of your hair balls in the Yuck. hair shower all the time. Very intimate for the podcast. It is. Friends. Too much. Narrative society. got to tell stories. Powering your story. Hashtag. Um, what's the question? When we got married. No, biggest surprise living with me or a girl. Well, I am the girl that you live with. Yeah, so I live with other ladies. Um, oh, there's a lot. I just... Quick. You, you, you were more emotional than I am, so I wasn't at all ready for that kind of package, but I think I got used to it. 
You don't feel like you're used to that, living with sisters? and. I think it's another thing when it's your wife. Like I think with my sisters, I just close the door and go to my bedroom or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, when it's your wife, you can't really do that. It's like you just got to... <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I can't close the door because you come in the door. Um, I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, I'm not saying it now. You said when we... No, I never. I just said about living with me. I just in general. Yeah. I think the hair one. Okay. Whatever. Well... There's a lot, but I'll just say that one. Okay. What about living with a boy? Mm, I've got to say, I you, you are amazing. Uh, I feel like the typical answer is like the toilet seat up, but you are amazing at putting the toilet seat down. <laughs> oh, my mum, I, w- I would get fined if I left the toilet seat up. Yeah, so that I'm like very, very thankful for. Um, I think... What has surprised me is honestly just the smells. <laughs> what? Just throwing me out of the bus. No, just like I feel like you work out a lot more than I work out. So like your clothes <laughs> smell a lot more. It's true. I've got some disgusting clothes in the garage right now. Yeah. Like it just, that is like a whole new world of like, oh, I probably need to put some like extra detergent in the washing machine. Um, but that's probably on me because, you know, I don't really work out that much. No, that's uh, fair. If guys stink. Eli stinks already. Yeah. If, if he's had a big day in the playground, <laughs> the boy needs to jump in that shower. He does. Um, and what else? I think... What a surprise. Oh, you eat anything and everything. I do eat a lot. Yeah, just never ending. But you are six foot six. So I think that surprised me. Like, I could get away with, like, grocery shopping for me or, like, a meal for me and I have to, like, triple it if I think of you. It's true. That's fair. All right, here's my question for you. If you – this is a funny one. Mm-hmm. Just a quick question. I know you don't necessarily love to work out that much. Mm-hmm. You, you had a little sprint there where you're at the YMCA a good bit. Yeah. You're a very healthy lady. Root pump. But if you had to do one exercise for the rest of your life, what would it be? Swimming. Why? Because I love it. I yeah. feel at home. Oh, this is another thing that you think to be true that's not true. Taylor thinks like she was an Olympic athlete. I was. I was scouted. When it comes to swimming. I was. At 12 years old, a coach came up That's to me wrong. and said, I think you could be the breaststroke champion of the you, world. Your, t- your your physique is tiny. You couldn't be an Olympic athlete. Yes, I could. I was the under-17 <laughs> breaststroke champion in our region. For, for four schools? No, for the whole region. I broke the school record. That's my only claim to fame, so let me have it. Breaststroke. Breaststroke. If you ever yeah. want to compete with Taylor, breaststroke. Yeah, ask Geo. Geo jeweled me and said let's do a breaststroke race and everybody thought geo was gonna win and i would like to publicly say i won next question for you from me what has surprised you the most about becoming a mum? i think this sounds so cheesy but just like how much i feel like my heart lives outside my body And how much I, like, care about this little... Like, how much I just love this human. That it feels like it's just... It's like he, like, holds my heart and, like, has the ability to crush it. Like, I just love him so much and I just want what's best for him. And 
I just feel so invested in his life. And I think just the emotional side of loving somebody and wanting the best for them, but ultimately knowing like they're going to grow up to be their own person. That's good. That's crazy because one of my questions was biggest surprise about um, or biggest shock about being a dad. Uh, what comes to mind is like how much, also my voice sounds so ridiculous, it does. uh, how like receptive Eli is, hmm. like he's a little sponge and, oh, no. and mirrors everything, everything. Like, like if you're smiling, he smiles, but if you're sad, he'll be, he'll get a little bit sad or sad. He'll be sad. <laughs> But it's just like that's it. It kind of puts me on on guard, but also it gets me excited because he really can shape and be molded, and and it's it's a daunting task of like man, yeah. we're raising my my son, and so like my little man loves to play and loves to play games, and he's he's way smarter than I think he is. Like yeah, he, yeah. He's always observing and and watching and learning, and so uh, yeah, like I think. It puts me on mind of like, man, I need to be watching the way I talk even yeah. to you or how I'm invested in him and yeah. playing our little games that we play. Yeah. Like our current game right now is old soup ball, which is the most ridiculous game we've ever created, but it's, it's he's got a little ladle. Is that what they're called? Yeah, soup ladle. A soup ladle. Me and him are wrestling and he grabs a soup ladle and scoops something off the ground pretending to make a soup from whatever the object is. So he says, car soup or whatever. Yeah. And throws a tennis ball in it, in his soup ladle and throws it around. Then I hit a tennis ball with a tennis racket. And he, he goes, calls it tennis soup. We just got all these fun little games. So yeah. I think Ben, he's, he's a little sponge. Yeah. For good or bad. It's true. Amen. Is it me or you? You. If you, uh, I got this is very left field. Mm. People might not know this about you. Mm. Uh, but I'm the breaststroke champion. You were the yes, that is wishful thinking. You were the World Vision ambassador once upon a time. I was. For people who don't know, World Vision's a nonprofit that helps a lot of people around the world, and. Uh, What's, what's one of the biggest takeaways from when you were the World Vision Ambassador? Story that come to mind. Oh, man. Um, and what is that for the people who don't know? I think, so I got to do this program out of school where basically they chose some young people to go on a trip and then you would like commit a year to kind of touring Australia and speaking about like poverty and injustice and raising money through this program called the 40 hour famine. So it would be like Australia, one of Australia's largest charities and it was a blast, but we did a trip, uh, like a tour to Malawi. And I remember meeting this little boy named Peter. Um, and his story just absolutely rocked me. His lived with his grandma who had tuberculosis, his, you know, his, Parents had passed away. He himself was like super, super sick. Um, and we were, World Vision was providing like food in their community and education. So we got to like interview him. And I just remember like his story absolutely broke me. I just remember driving back in the car to where we were staying that night and just like 
uncontrollably crying, thinking like, wow, this is someone's reality. It's just so different to, to my world. And I remember coming back to Australia and like a few months later, we got word that, um, Peter probably wouldn't make it. And he was probably going to pass away soon. Like his condition had gotten worse. And I just remember like not being able to comprehend that this little boy, you know, was probably going to pass away because of where he was living. And it just changed everything about how I viewed the world. Wow. That changed you, I remember. Yeah. It was powerful. I often think of Peter. I've got a photo of me and Peter and his grandma, and I've got it still saved, and it's one of my favourite photos ever. Mm-hmm. I just had a little voice break at the wrong time. Yeah. But no, I'm very, very thankful, but yes, for Peter. It's a good one, babe. Mm. It was a special year. You got to travel and encourage a lot of people. It's still a big passion of yours, isn't it? It is. I love it. Yeah. All right, I've got kind of, if we're heading to that deeper one. Deeper. Um, so obviously a lot of these podcasts are around grief um, and you telling your story. So I have a question. What do you think this season of grief has taught you about yourself? Like right now? Yeah, or the past three years. Like what have you learned about yourself during this grieving process? It's a big question. What have or I Or just learned? what's one thing? Like it doesn't have to be the be all end all. Um I think the thing that comes to mind specifically around like the loss of my mom and this grief journey is like kind of I have all the tools that I need, if that makes sense, of um I feel like my mom deposited a lot of things in me as a kid that uh, still to this day shapes the way that I live and it shapes how I raise Eli, it shapes the way I treat you, treat my friends and like my mom really did deposit a lot and so I think when I've gone through the grief and gone through the fire it's like I have what I need and what I need is God, oh that's, that's so funny, my voice is just shot but God like has been mm. with me through it all and mm. like he is all that I need Yeah. And so I've just been so grateful over the past three years as, as through the fire and the pain and then um, having friend, like great people around me and I just feel like, man, I've got the tools necessarily is not just like worldly things. It's like, man, I feel like my mom deposited things in me and as, as a kid to kind of like Psalms talk about like an arrow shot into the world and I feel like that arrow has been shot and... I have God with me and so I feel like, man, whatever fire or whatever trial or suffering that we can go through, like I can rejoice in it because of the promise of the resurrection and hope of Jesus. And so above all, like it's made me super confident in who God is because it's like if I can go through this fire that I've gone through with mom and with grief, um, not that I want to go through more again, but I know I've seen God's faithfulness and I'll know he'll do it again. It's beautiful. Uh, and so that's why I say I have all that I need because yeah. all I need is found is in God and it's made me confident in him. So all the things that I believed about God yeah. were put to the test and he came through as faithful in all of it. That's great. It's beautiful. And I feel like I know mom's heart for the way that I'd live. 
So I think it like shapes the way that I live. It's been cool watching you live that out. Thanks, babe. It's been been a crazy few years. Yeah. So what uh what can I do to be a better husband? You're a great husband. I just thought it could be good to talk about marriage (laughs) while we're on the microphone. Uh, You can put me on blast in front of all the people. I don't know. Could remember to take the rubbish bin out tomorrow morning. (laughs) I will do my best. Um, You could clean your beard trimmings out of the sink. That's important. Um... No, I think you have been really, really helpful in this season of me feeling pretty exhausted and sore in this pregnancy, running around after a toddler. So I'm thankful for the space and margin you have given me guilt-free. So more of that, please. (laughs) (laughs) More more time to relax. More time to relax, which you've been great at. I think that would be a cool thing to talk about is like your first pregnancy versus this pregnancy of like, how it does feel very different in regards to like your resting more your well i feel I like th- i am but i'm not because i've got a toddler that's true but I've, that's I've, probably I've, unfair. i feel like i'm resting less but i feel like i'm more conscious yeah you, you do a good in my opinion last we were laughing about it before recording but it was like covid you're leading the com team and you just your work was crazy plus you were growing a baby and we we both were probably running at an unhealthy pace in life that I think we learned some lessons from then. And I think you're doing a really good job of like Sabbathing well and yeah. resting when you need a rest. And yeah, I think cool. I've just taken the guilt trying to definitely have not, you know, done it perfectly, but I'm just trying to take away the guilt that comes with, um, resting my body when it needs to be rested. Cause and I'm just embracing human. it. Yeah, I'm just embracing it. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. All right. Are you ready for another deep one? <sighs> Hit me, baby. One or more not. Time. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. It's, it's a bit deep, but I think it could be really special. And I genuinely want to know the answer to this. Gosh, I'm nervous. Um, if you could relive a moment within time... With your mum, what would it be? Oh. (laughs) Relive a moment in time. Probably like one of my last memories with her was when we went and saw a movie together. Um, Blanking on the name of the movie. What was was that movie called? Taylor's already cried. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was the guy with the musician, Lady Gaga, uh, was in it. Um, um, no, uh, yes. It wasn't Greatest Showman. It was, uh, oh, what was it? I'm going to find out. Anyway. Um, um. So me and my mom go on like this date day. We flew back to Australia and we went to go watch this movie, just the two of us together. A Star is Born. A Star is Born. I'll never be able to watch it again. <laughs> We're watching A Star is Born and uh, my mom is very affectionate mm. and she like just grabs my hand and we're like holding hands the whole way through the movie. Mm. 
and I would love to hold her hand again and just like have that special moment is like kind of cool because I don't know the day just was so perfect in a lot of ways we didn't you go to lunch that day as well? Yeah, we went to lunch and I I brought the lunch, which was kind of like symbolic to me. Like I'm a man now and yeah. got a little bit of money in my bank account and like wanted to take my mom on this date. Yeah. And that was like cool to me because I was like, man, my mom spoiled me my whole life and we're having this like really special lunch and talking about just America and how she was proud of me and talking about my family, my, my dad, how she's proud of him and my sisters and you Taylor is how much she loves you and there was nothing like crazy about the day but I just it was one of my last memories with mum that was like yeah. super super special so I would happily uh go back in the movie with my mum for an hour and hold her hand and eat some food with her and talk about life yeah. I definitely miss like the little moments of yeah holding my mum's hand or giving her a hug would uh, do that again if I could for sure. It's beautiful. I remember that day. It's funny it. how you like miss affection, hey, because like I don't really, yeah, like there's no one else who's like that in my life anymore. Yeah. You're the only lady who I get affection from and it's just like something special from holding your mum's hand, you know. It's beautiful. Taylor's now weeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess. But I just remember your mum telling me how much she loved that day too. <laughs> very special. Very, very special. She was a good lady. She was. She was a good lady. Well, <laughs> I don't know where we go from there. <laughs> think um what would you what would you uh I don't know do you have a special memory with my mom that you would repeat I think I'd repeat one of the family dinners I think there was just something so special about like she loved to cook and she was such a good cook and I think I've got like a new appreciation for that of just like how intentional she was with like food on the table and preparing a meal with love and I just remember like the way your family house is set up like the bar stools I just remember oftentimes like in the afternoon like sitting there while she was cooking or you know chatting to her and it was just like those small kind of moments and one of the things that I felt like she made a lot was tacos and I could like love tacos (laughs) remember sitting at the dining room table and you know everybody would kind of make their own taco and I think I just would love to, like, have a moment to, like, sit again at the bar stool while she cooked dinner and just, you know, chat to her and ask her questions and just, you know, nothing crazy, but just live that, like, normal kind of afternoon, evening together. That's good. I watched a movie today. Uh, <clears throat> today? I did. <laughs> this afternoon? Oh, it was, uh, it was this morning, actually. <laughs> Stayed home, went into work because my I had no voice, and uh, there was this like sad grief scene where the guy was mourning the loss of his wife, and a friend came and visited him, and he said to his friend, "It was like the day after his wife had died," and he just said, "I can't comprehend that she's never going to walk through that door again," mm. and it rocked me. <laughs> 
But I just think there's something to that is like, man, it's not always like the big crazy moments, but it's like, yeah, we're not really going to sit at those bar stools again with mom on this side of eternity and sure one day we'll be reunited with her, but it's like, it's still pretty tough because it's like, yeah, we're not going to see her again. Yeah. For a while. Bit of a sad (laughs) (laughs) I think that's real. It's true, yeah. Just makes you appreciate what you've got in front of you. Yeah, it's like. We ain't ever going to have this yeah, moment when he lies to ever again. So we've got to soak it in. It's true. It's like, I don't know how long I have with you. <laughs> Babe. You don't know how long you have with me. It's true. Like, this life is such a gift, you know? Every day is a gift. Every breath is a gift. So it just, I don't know, makes you appreciate that. Yeah, it's like when you know your days are numbered, it makes you live with purpose. Purpose. Taylor is absolutely weeping, guys. We've gone to a deep, dark place. There's makeup on a T-shirt. It's oh, my white T-shirt. This is one of the questions from uh, my man Brendan Smith. Put this in on the Q&A. He said, how do you minister to others while in grief? I think you did this really well. Who? You. <laughs> Me? Yeah, that's the question. How do you minister to others while in grief? I think just being real and honest. I think there is like a power that God gives us in our own pain to not, you know, pretend to be perfect, but to like minister from that pain. So like being very real and vulnerable, but also like just sharing what God is teaching you in that moment. Not trying to be further along than you are, Hmm. but only sharing what you, what God has shown you. That's good. You got any other questions that we're done? Mm, I think I might be done. I feel like we've done a lot. We're, yeah. in, a, we're in a deep place. Yeah. Last question from, uh, we got a, we got a handful of questions that got sent in, so we won't be able to get to more, but just another one. Yeah. Uh, we got a question from Beth Marshall. Shout out to Beth Marshall. What a champion. Oh, I love Beth. I could do a whole podcast on how much I love Beth Marshall. She's a champion. She, uh, she, we, uh, Need to get Beth on the podcast. We do. Because she always sends me lovely messages. She's amazing. She wants to know, Taylor. Yeah. Where do babies come from? Well, Beth, I'm still trying to work that out. So you can tell me that'd be amazing. From the Lord. Sex is a good time. All right. We are done. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. Any parting words, Taylor? No, I'm done. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Hey, I wanted to let you know I've got a free resource for you. It's 22 books to read in 2022. So you can go to joshualbull.org to grab that, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.